Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. I have heard over and over again, several statements that I feel like are very black and white. And I know you know what black and white is, right? Either or, I do this or I do this and there's no other way, right? And I just, I don't know. I'm going to tell you that there are actually five statements that I hear that are black and white that shouldn't be, that actually should be shades of gray. And I'm going to share with you what those five statements are. But I also want to tell you that black and white thinking can serve you in three areas. So today we're going to talk about adding gray in five places and keeping things black and white in three places. So we're all good. Here we go. So let's start with the gray areas. These are things that people say are black and white, but today we're going to turn them gray. Now, what do I mean by this? My entire life, uh, you know, you hear the term black and white thinking, either or. I do this or I do that. There's no middle ground. Well, I don't know about you, but I have learned over the years that life is shades of gray. There are about a thousand different shades of gray. I mean, go look at a Crayola crayon box and you will see how many shades of gray, black. I mean, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I want to show you that you have those same shades of gray in your job searching and your abilities. So let's start with the first one. The first one that I hear all the time is, there are no job opportunities for me. Ooh, black and white, right? None. There are no jobs at all in the entire world for you. I highly doubt that. And the reason I highly doubt that is because the gray that we're going to inject here is the possibility of where jobs are nowadays. The pandemic, as terrible as it has been, has a few silver linings. Oh, there's a little gray, a little silver in there. And one of those is it has opened up the ability for any of us to work from really anywhere. Remote work is more popular than it's ever been. And the ability to do it, whether you do it full time or not, is also more available than it's ever been. So let's talk about 2019. If you said, I wanna work only remotely, there were companies that were doing this, but it was still in its infancy. And my opinion and my projection back in 2019 was we were always moving towards remote working, but we sped that up big time when we moved to pandemic working where everybody was working from home. Technology met our people where they needed to be. And all of a sudden we realized Ooh, we can trust our teams. They know how to collaborate from a remote position. Hmm, commuting is less. I think our employees might be happier with this situation. And all of a sudden, more opportunities were out there. Also, big cities that are incredibly expensive to live, large companies realized, ooh, 
we can pay people less, not not livable wages. There, You can live like a king in another city where you're making half of what you would make in San Francisco, New York, right? Because living in San Francisco and New York is incredibly expensive. But living in Podunk, Georgia, and I will say Podunk, Georgia, because I live in Georgia. I don't live in Podunk, Georgia, but I do live in Georgia. And we do have Podunk places. And what I'm saying is those people can live in their Podunk places and work for giant companies now. It's really cool. Technology has opened up a lot of things. So when you're saying there are no opportunities are you thinking outside the box in terms of that? So the gray area that I want to inject is remote work makes it possible to really work from anywhere in most opportunities. If you're a doctor, that's a little hard. Uh, you know, if you're a construction worker, a little hard. But if you are a program manager, which by the way, product management and program management and project management are exploding right now. And those can all be done from a remote place, which is really impressive. So now let's move to the second one that I hear all the time. I could never make more money. I could never make more money uh, than I make right now. And that is so black and white. And I will tell you that that is true where you are. So if you are working for company A and you are making X, well, you have probably topped out what you maybe could make at company A, but at company B and company C and company D, wow, I bet you could make so much more. And the reason I know you can make more is because I see it every single day with my clients. I see them move from large companies where they have big titles, or maybe they don't, and they get a bigger title going somewhere else, and they get more compensation. It's definitely out there, and the best way to do that is by looking outside of the organization that you're a part of currently. So if you feel this way, it's completely normal to feel this way, but I want you to understand that you can go out with zero risk because nobody's saying you have to take a job that's out in the marketplace, right? Here's another gray factor. If I start looking for a job, then that means I'm leaving my organization. Ooh, very black and white, right? Not true. You can go out in the marketplace, do a market scrape. I'm using air quotes here. A market scrape just means testing the market, seeing what's out there. And guess what? If you are employed and you don't like what you see, then you tested the market. So now you know. Just because you're looking does not mean you have to take anything. So that is hugely, hugely important to realize. But most likely, you're going to find that you can make more other places. Going back to the second one that I said, you can make more. It's just about how you level yourself up how you talk about yourself. We'll get into that in just a minute. So something else I hear a lot, the fourth one, is if I take this job, then I've limited myself. Well, okay, if you are currently unemployed and you have no health benefits and you are looking at a job, you have a job offer, maybe it's a little bit less than you were making before, you can take that job and continue to look. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's slightly 
easier, and I say slightly because the market's different now, it's slightly easier to find a job when you have a job. And it's completely normal to keep shopping around. And guess what else? Companies don't know what you're making at other companies. That's actually illegal information. So if you took a pay cut to work at this other organization just to have health benefits, awesome. Good for you in taking care of your family. Keep looking. You deserve more and you deserve greater opportunities. Keep going in your job search. No one is telling you that you have to stop. Once you take a job, you don't have to stop. So we're going to remove that black and white thinking and say, I'm going to continue to keep options open and just see what's out there in the marketplace. And the final one that I hear all the time is I need to take the first offer that's sent to me. So a company reaches out, they give me an offer, and I have to take that offer. Because if I don't, I'm going to seem ungrateful. I'm going to seem hard to deal with, all the things. Let me just tell you, that is a story that you are telling yourself, a very sad, bleak, black and white story that is not true. If you are negotiating, it shows leadership skills. It shows an ability to effectively communicate your value. It shows confidence. It shows that, yes, company, you are making a great choice by picking me. How about we bring this up to X level? And by the way, I want you to also think about what is able to be negotiated, right? Because there's a lot of things on that offer. It's not just your grocery money. That's what I like to call your salary. I enjoy electricity. I enjoy heat. And that salary pays for those things. But what else does that offer have? It holds your vacation time. It holds your retirement planning. It holds your ability to flexibly work. It holds potentially childcare opportunities and compensation for those things. So what are you thinking about when you look at that offer? Because it's not just about that salary. It's a life you're living, right? And your life is more than just groceries and electricity. At least I hope it is because that sounds really bleak and sad. So when you look at that offer, do not look at it black and white. It's only a salary. Do not look at it black and white. This is the only offer that's on the table. I have to accept it. Look at it from this is the first offer. Let's see what's up for grabs and what we can negotiate. And I'm going to show them my leadership skills. I mean, that to me is huge. Huge, huge, huge. And something that I want you to think about. Now, I do have a bonus black and white thought. And this goes all the way back. All the way back to your first job searching you know, moments, right? You start your search and by starting your search, you do like a Google search or you're on LinkedIn and you're pulling up job descriptions and you look at a job description and you're like, oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to apply because I don't know how to do fill in the blank. I've never done fill in the blank. I have all these other things. This job sounds so exciting, but I don't know how to do that. Um, wow. Okay. So you're just never going to learn that thing. You're just going to let that hold you back for the rest of your life. That is black and white thinking. You have the ability to go right now onto the interwebs, the internet, and learn anything. 
You can go on LinkedIn Learning. You can go on YouTube for free and learn any system. You can learn anything in the entire world that you want to learn. So if you want to stick with that black and white thought, that means you're never going to learn anything new ever again. Really? Come on. I highly doubt that, right? Let's go with the gray thinking here. The shades of gray, which is, well, how long would it take me to learn this thing? How proficient do I need to be? Because my guess is you don't actually need to know much about it. You just need to understand what the system does and you can figure all uh, the rest of it out when you take the job. That's it. It's all about confidence. So go ahead and apply for the job. So I actually had six black and white thoughts that you really need to turn gray because into many shades of gray, I should say, because there are so many possibilities for you out there in the market today. Now, I do believe that black and white thinking can serve you in three areas, actually. It's incredibly important to be black and white in three areas. Because if you're not, you will lose people. They won't know where you fit. They won't understand your gifts. They won't understand your value. So black and white is really key in these three areas. And the first one I'm going to say is, actually, I'm going to give you a little, a little riddle. What is black and white and red all over? Now, as kids, we learned this was a newspaper, right? I don't know about you, but I have not read a black and white newspaper in a real long time. What I have read that is black and white and hopefully red all over is your resume. You want that sucker red. And the only way to do that is if you black and white talk about what gifts and talents you have and where you fit in organizations. You need to talk about your value so clearly that when somebody reads it, they say, oh, I see this person in my business. I see how they can they can fix things. They can save us money. They can save us time. They can increase revenue. We need to get this person on our team, black and white. Now, where else do you need to be black and white? Well, I would argue that you need to take that resume and you need to put pieces and parts of it on your LinkedIn profile. There's got to be a level of cohesive black and white speak from your resume to your LinkedIn profile. Why? Because a lot of recruiters are using LinkedIn to search you, to see if you are who you say you are, to actually find you in the first place. They're using it. It is a database. It is a job seekers database. And so you need to be black and white over there because those recruiters are looking at 2,500 resumes a month, which is insane. How are you going to stand out? That black and white thinking and thought and clear value on your resume and translating that over to your LinkedIn profile. But then there's more. Because a resume and LinkedIn profile in the history of the world, I can say this with confidence, has never gotten somebody a job. Every single company will want to actually talk to you. They will want to see, can this person put two sentences together? Are they, say, are they who they say they are? Is this really real? Is this person really real? And as someone who interviewed people for many years, I can tell you that my dreams have been dashed on many occasions where I read an amazing resume, I meet the person and they really don't understand where they fit in an organization or anything. So you now 
have to translate that black and white value statement, the gifts and talents that you have, how do you succinctly fit into my organization? You have to breathe that into life, into those interviews. And it is key to be clear, black and white, this is the value I bring to you, sir, ma'am, whatever that might be. So how do you do these things? How do you take your resume, LinkedIn profile, and interview skills to the next level and also negotiate for what you're worth, which we talked about in Turning Things Gray? Well, in my course, Market Me, we walk through all of these steps and some limiting beliefs around those black and white issues that you were having that I want you to turn gray. So what we do in this program is I walk you through the four steps to a successful job search so that you can cut the line and add some gray areas, some silver linings, some great pieces of advice in areas of your job search while keeping the true assets of your job search, black and white, clear value statements to grab the attention of the market and to make what you're worth. If you're interested in doing this, go to the show notes. If you're on iTunes, you just flick up, there are your show notes. Click on the wait list and we would be excited to have you. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.